Hey guys, welcome to All Things Taboo with Karen Taylor. Uh, I've just recorded this intro like four or five times and then I finally got it right and the mic was on mute. So um, yeah, fun times. This is how it goes. And I figure the more I tried to make it this perfect intro, uh, the worse it got. So this is reality. The um, Yeah doing this is not always my favorite thing because I probably am a bit too much of a perfectionist and sometimes I just got to roll with it. So uh, I'm here today to share with you about running a business and the pros and cons, I guess, the, uh, the good, the bad and the fucking ugly uh, parts of running a business. So I hope that you enjoy um, if you are planning to run it, run open, start a business or uh, in the throes of it, s just stay patient. It's uh, it is it is a long process, and it's uh, it's it's a lot of time in the mud before it gets really good. So, you know, things are pretty good for me right now, um, but man, it has not been easy all the time. So, um, yeah, stay with me, and we'll get stuck into it. tuning in uh, to all things to do. Um, I'm not even sure if people are listening <laughs> sometimes. Um, this is mostly just a place for me to share my life. I feel like I do tend to um, evangelize when I find good things that make life good and a little bit more bearable, you know. Um, it's, it's hard sometimes, sometimes to just yeah, it, life is hard. And, um, and when I find things that make it that bit more bearable and enjoyable and fun, and um, I want to share that with everyone, I want to share that with people, because it's, yeah, I don't know, it's just part of me, I just, it's like a, a mission for me to help other people, perhaps, but I, uh, yeah, I, I'm here to share about running a business, um, because it's not something I ever thought that I would do. I never saw myself being in charge of something. I probably always felt like I was going to work for somebody else. And um, and here I am, you know, it's um, it's going to be, what have I just celebrated three years of opening the studio, but I've been running my business now for seven years. Um, and yeah, I started, um, I started, I started KSS Personal Training, which is a boutique personal training studio uh, three and a bit years ago. And I remember when I went to a business meeting with the Geelong Council, um, we had to go around the room and say, you know, what our, what our goals were for our business. And I, I got to me and I said that I wanted to start an all-female personal training studio. And um, and then it carried on around the room. And then it got to this other this other guy in the meeting. And he said, first thing he said, not even he didn't even say what his business was first. The first thing he said was he looked at me and said, you're cutting your potential income in half by only training females. And I thought it was such a bizarre concept. And uh, I have this, I guess I have a way within me. It's a good thing and a bad thing sometimes, but it's sort of like I go, I'll fucking show you. Like, 
And I just remember that so much. And I was like, I'll fucking show you, eh? Like, I'm going to fucking own this. And, um, you know, like it's <laughs> seven years later um, and I, I am, you know, I am owning it. I, I've, I've got a, a beautiful business. Um, I have beautiful clients. I train some of the most amazing women who have um, just such beautiful personalities, hearts, and I am surrounded by magic people all, all day and, and they're amazing. Um, not only have I been able to support them, but they have supported me through some of the toughest times of my life. Um, you know, I, I started the business, um, well, if you think right back, like I came to Australia um, in 2010, uh, I had $1,000 in my bank account and um, I remember going to buy a round of drinks for um, my friend that I was that I'd come over to see, and um, and it was like, you know, bought I think I bought like four beers or something. It was like fifty bucks, and I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm not going to survive here. Like this is insane. And um, my first job was working in Lord of the Isles. Um, I worked there. I can't remember how long for now, but I worked there for for quite some time. And, um, and I was working there and I got, uh, I was working one night and there was a table of people and, um, they were trying to pick what dessert to have. And I said, you know, well, this one's like this, this one's like that. And, you know, I love my desserts. So it was easy for me to, um, help them to decide what dessert to have because I'd eaten them all. Um, and then one of the guys said, you know, if you're that good at selling desserts, how do you reckon you'd go selling houses? And I was like, ah, ha, ha, like big laugh, you know. And then I went back to one of the girls that I was working with. I was like, I reckon this guy's like offering me a job. And I, so night went on. Uh, they, I think they, you know, had a few drinks. And then I said to him like, are you actually being serious? Like, and he goes, yeah, like I, I, I have a building company. And, you know, if you're interested, I'm looking for a female salesperson. So I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, here's my number, and if you want to get in touch with me, that be that be good. And uh, and I I ended up getting in touch with with that person, and it was the owner of GJ Garden Homes, uh, Rowan, and I still to this day, I'm so grateful to him for the opportunity that he offered me. And I ended up with GJ for five and a half years, one of the best companies that I've worked for. Um, but I just got tired. I was in, in the same four walls every day and I felt like there was just more for me out there, you know. Um, I'd started coaching with Tyson Morrissey and was doing my competing and I've been doing that for a while and I was really loving it. And then I had a friend ask me if I could help teach her how to squat. And so, you know, I did that. And then I was like, wow, that, you know, I really enjoyed imparting information <laughs> uh, and and helping her with that and just seeing the way that she developed after that in her lifting and you know and then she got into strong woman and and it was so good and then you know I had other friends that were like you know can you teach me this and and so I, I started just kind of doing that and they'd come and train with me and it was really fun but it, it gave me a real sense of accomplishment to have shared the information that I've been given with somebody else and um and I loved it it was like a science to me like teaching somebody to lift was like you know the cogs in my brain were turning because I'd have to look at their body and figure out you know how they moved and and what was going on for them and you know they're taller shorter you know all of those different things like how do we work with with your with your body 
um, and get you in the best position that we can for a certain lift. And, and I just fucking loved it. Like I loved it. And so I started looking into becoming a personal trainer and, um, yeah. And I, after five and a half years with GJ, I left there and, and, uh, I started studying to be a personal trainer and I worked in, you know, cafes and did odd jobs and different bits and pieces, uh, to get me through that time. And, you know, I was really grateful at that time. I, I was still married and, and my partner supported me with, um, with a study and, and just, you know, picking up where I was kind of falling short with that. And, um, yeah. And then I, I qualified and I worked in like three different gyms at one point. I worked, uh, early mornings, fucking 5am at least, my God, crazy. Um, 5am start sometimes. And, uh, and I, I did the hard yards, you know, like I, I worked early mornings, I worked late nights, I, I, you know, sometimes I wasn't finishing work until nine o'clock at night. Um, I was accommodating everybody. I was saying yes to everything. Um, I was taking any business that I could because I was just like, I've spent all this time like earning, you know, half of what I was earning. And then now it was like time to make up for that, you know? And so I was just taking all the hours that I could. And, um, and yeah, and in that time, uh, I, obviously my, my marriage broke down and, um, and I, you know, I was supported then by my clients. I'd, I'd built this client base. Oh, I was also driving around to people's houses and training them at their houses. And I'd take this suitcase of equipment to people's houses and, uh, and train them at their houses. Um, it's now our sisters and strength suitcase that we use to carry all of our, um, notebooks and, and bits and pieces, um, interstate for sisters and strengths which is ironic um but yeah i used to do that as well and so yeah so my 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 marriage was breaking down um i had to move house but my clients were just incredible like i built these connections with my clients where they just saw that it was a hard time and that i was going to get through it and they just stuck around you know which was you know it was one of the first times in my life where like people had just stuck with me um really stuck with me and and they were paying for a service and I was really showing up as half a person a lot of the time and I felt like I wasn't deserving of what they were paying me but you know I, I stuck in there um and I and I kept going and and you know and I, and I got really you know I got good and um my mental health got better and and then um I was working in I was working at Strong Geelong and um I got Bender and then I wanted to be able to have Bender with me at work. So I started looking for a space and I found a space which just, again, happened to be on the same street as Strong Geelong at the time. So I didn't even have to like move my clients very far, you know, and, and I had my own space. It was completely empty. It was a shell, concrete shell that I could do whatever I wanted with. And um, and so I moved, I got, I got that and I, I've moved in there and you know, and, and thankfully again, you know, like in my, in the settlement with my divorce, I, I was able to use the funds that I had there to set the place up and, and make it the beautiful space that it is today. You know, most people comment and say that it's like a slice of paradise. It's a little hidden slice of paradise, you know, down in Ballyanga street. And I love that because, um, I created a space for myself that was safe as well. Um, I feel really safe in that, in that, place 
not just to train clients, but even for myself. Um, when I walk in every day, I'm proud of it. I feel so, um, I feel so proud of myself for, for what I was able to do with that empty space, you know, and it is, it's beautiful. And, and most, most people will say just when they walk in, they're like, this is so amazing. And, and I, I'm very proud of that. You know, it's very, it's a, it's very close to my heart what I've done with KSS. You know, it was a vision for me, um, to have my, my logo on the wall. My logo is has come from uh, when Tyson was programming me. He would call me Karen Seems Strong Woman, and he had one day uh, one of my programs. He had a like a person pulling. Uh, a Superman shield so it looked like you know it was like a truck pull but it was a Superman shield instead and, and he'd be you know gone out of his way to like make this fun little thing on my program and and I thought that was so cool and then when I created KSS I was like you know I made it the Superman shield and it was KSS for Karen Seems Strong Woman and yes I am Karen Taylor now as, as mentioned I am not married anymore so um, my but I still kept it, you know, KSS is still a huge part of, you know, my, my ex was a huge part of me being able to get to that point of um, having the business and, and if he hadn't supported me through my study and, and all of those things, like it wouldn't, I wouldn't have what I have today, I really don't believe. Uh, I'm sure that I would have still wanted it, but not quite knowing where to go or how to get there or had the support to get there. So, you know, I really uh, do give credit to him for the support that he gave me in that time. Um, and yeah, so then I opened, uh, opened KSS, um, in the first, I had my opening party was the first, was the end of February, I believe. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but regardless of when it was, I had my opening party beginning of 2020 and my sister and I had flogged ourselves to get the interior done. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever painted a concrete building before, but oh my God, it was insane. Um, but she, my sister was amazing. You know, I had, again, I had these amazing women just show up for me in that time, um, help me, you know, with, with the interior and the fit out and picking up stuff and putting it in and unpacking and, oh, there was like, you know, just so, so many things went into getting the space ready so I could move my clients across. Um, you know, and at that time I was still trying to work at Strong Geelong and then in my gaps, I would go to the new space and do stuff there and then go back to work and it was wild. Um, and I also had my, one of my other friends, a guy, uh, Ryan, I hope he doesn't mind mentioning on here, mentioning him on here, but I had my friend Ryan who helped me as well. Um, you know, I didn't have a concrete drill and he did, and he was amazing. He just, whatever I needed, uh, to go into the wall he organized that for me so that was wonderful um and i did have guys supporting me and not not it wasn't just women but i had i really did have these amazing fucking women just come and like my sister was like cutting out floor tiles for the floor and you know just it all like i i couldn't um i couldn't have imagined the way that it came together and the amount of hard work we put in to get that space ready um was was a lot you know um and yeah, so I uh, had the opening party and uh, six weeks later was when the first lockdown was announced. So that was pretty earth shattering for me. And um, I don't know that I would ever wish that upon anybody. However, uh, I somehow found 
I somehow managed to just keep my head above water. You know, I was like, this has like a like a, a duck or a swan. Like, you know, they just look so calm and peaceful on the water. But uh, underneath their fucking like legs are going crazy. And, and that was me. I was I, I was so stressed. I wasn't sure what to do. And, you know, the first lockdown, I was like, it was just a bit of a party because we had, you know, however many weeks, six weeks of just time off. And it was, a, and, you know, and then I got, uh, we got some payments and, and, you know, that was just like, yeah, fucking let's go. And then opened up again. And then, you know, I'd have clients come in and, and go, did you hear we're getting locked down again tonight? So I'd literally like have, you know, my weeks planned and budgets planned and everything like that. We're getting locked down again. Okay. Um, so I'd have to cancel everybody again. Um, and, and, and as it happened, just, it took such a toll on, I think on business owners in general, but it took such a toll on me to, uh, to keep getting that bad news, to keep getting the news that um, that we were getting locked down again, you know, and, and I I was drinking a lot and I was partying a lot and um, well we were partying <laughs> in quotations um, in our however many people you could have at that time, you know, and um, and we were having our own little like in house parties um, pretty much every weekend. And then, you know, it became a thing for me where it was like every night and I was drinking every night and I couldn't stop. Like I just, I didn't necessarily want to stop, but I, I, at that time, um, but I, it was my crutch, you know, just making me feel better and had nothing else to do. So like one of the things I did during the day was like go to the bottle. That was like a thing that I did, um, something to do, get out of the house and, you know, and I, and I, I just got severely, severely depressed, um, you know, I was intermittently, I was, my issue with, with drugs and alcohol is that, um, alcohol is usually a gateway for a gateway drug for me into, um, into using other drugs. Um, my drug of choice, which was cocaine. And I, um, I'd had, you know, I had an addiction to cocaine when I was in the UK. I've talked about that here on the podcast before. And then it just started to sort of come back around full circle and and I was doing it by myself again you know I got back to the space where I was like like I'd drink and then I'd do that and then I'd um you know and like like what talk to the fucking walls like I was it was just crazy like it was crazy it was it was insanity and um and I yeah my nervous system just got absolutely fucked um my uh, my my life was fucked. Like, you know, I had this beautiful space and I'd put all this time and work and thought and effort into and the dream and the vision of having my own space where I could teach women how to lift weights and, you know, and, and run comps and do sisters and strength events. And it was, it was mine. It was something that was mine. And it was the first time that I had committed to soil. You know, it was the first time that I had done something that, I wasn't just going to be able to pack up and run away from if life didn't fucking work out the way that I wanted to. So, you know, I've been through lots of changes in my life over the last three and a bit years, but I haven't been able to run away because I've got this building and I've got all these things in it. And the idea of having to pack it all away, is probably the thing that stopped me a few times. Um, you know, but I got to a point where I was so, uh, I was so unsure. My vision was, you know, my vision and my passion were really, really low, like really struggling. And, um, and I, I considered closing, I considered closing and I, I had an offer to go and work for an events company. 
And so I considered closing the business um, at the, it was, you know, I was close to closing it at the end of last year. <laughs> and most people will tell you in business, and I still look at business, like I've been in it for seven years, but my three years of business in the building, having to pay rent, having to pay for maintenance, having to, you know, buy equipment and keep things going and all of those sorts of things, doing those things for myself and not relying on somebody else to pay the overheads, you know, being responsible for the overheads myself. I see this as my three years in business, my first three years. So most people will tell you if you start a business that give it three years, you know, three years and you get over this, the hump. And after three years, it's, it's something just changes, you know, I don't know if you're just in the swing of it, like you've got like, you know, you're getting word of mouth business, things are going better. I don't know what it is, but, but literally something changed for me before the end of last year. And thankfully I didn't pull out of the lease uh, signing, but I had a conversation with an amazing lady who's my mentor through Minerva Network. Um, and I had a conversation with her and she was telling me about her business and she said that, you know, I think they, they had their business for 10 years. And, and she said by the end of that 10 years, she'd done everything that she could do in that business and she was ready to let it go. And when she said that to me, I thought, I haven't done everything that I can do and I'm not ready to let this go. And I don't, the hardest thing for me was like, do I sell the brand? Do I, you know, offer the space and, and, and the, and a price for what's inside and the rent and da 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 and um and uh, and the idea of um of letting it go for me was what kept me in there because I, I wasn't ready I hadn't done everything that I wanted to do I I couldn't imagine seeing my logo getting around town and being owned by someone else I thought I haven't worked hard enough yet like I haven't done enough yet um and so, yeah, I signed the lease for another three years at the end of last year. And, um, and some of the things that I have really, uh, really come back to is my, my passion is back again. You know, my passion, I lost my passion during all the lockdowns and, um, and also just because I was drunk or high a lot of the time. Uh, and, um, without passion it's really hard to get momentum so you know the things probably the top things that i would t say if you're looking to run a business or even if you've lost passion is to kind of go back to why you started your business in the first place you know what did you want to achieve what was your vision what was your purpose you know uh, what do you see your purpose as are you out here trying to help other people do you want the best for them is it about you? Is it about success? Like identifying what success means to you. Um, because success for me is being able to pay the bills and buy lots of plants. Um, so that's success for me. Um, but no, really like success for me is being able to pay the bills, you know, not, not, not getting behind, not um, leaving anybody hanging. Um, not spending money before I've made it um, and getting myself into debt and all of those things like that's that's success for me um, is is seeing my clients happy being able to impart the little bit of wisdom that I feel I have onto them or the little bit of kindness and compassion that I can to them you know um, 
they teach me more than they'll ever know. And, and I'm so grateful for my clients really. Um, but I also, my, my idea and my, my, uh, my level of success for me when I come home at the end of the day from work is that I have been my most authentic self in my business, that I've stood by my own values, um, the values of the business and, um, and that I have helped somebody that day, you know, that's, uh, that's what makes me feel good. and makes me feel like I have success at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I feel like sometimes in business you can get to a point where you're, you're showing up and you're kind of like a little bit less than average. Like average is all right, you know, you're going through a hard time, average is okay. Uh, and most people will understand that we, you know, we're human, we go through hard times. So for me, I'm real with my clients. Like when they say, how are you going? And I say, yeah, like I'm pretty fucked, you know, like I've got this, you know, like this is, how I'm feeling today and, but I'm, but I'm okay. You know, like I'm here, I've showed up, um, let's get it done. I'm not great in my head, uh, but I'll be all right. Um, you know, and then working with them and, and, and just getting them through it. And like, it's just even sometimes it's just getting somebody else moving that gets me out of my own head. Um, but you know, it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to be a bit average, but when you start to show up as less than average, um, you know, and someone's paying you for a service. So it's like, if I value myself and I believe that I'm worth what I'm being paid, but then when I start to, be, you know, fall into this, like less than, if I get less than average and I don't feel worth what I'm being paid, then there's a, a problem with the balance there, you know? So, um, you know, my clients always know they, they see me have my bad days, but they know me on my good days as well. Um, and I'm just real about that, you know, I can't be anything else because if I show up and I pretend to be something else and I'm just putting on a face and I'm just trying to laugh my struggles away, I don't show them that being vulnerable is okay, you know, and I, I have the most wonderful conversations and moments in that gym space, you know, I have clients who come in and are vulnerable with me and, and I think that's because I've created a place where I've been vulnerable enough with them for them to then be vulnerable with me. And, and I've got, yeah, like I connect with my clients, um, through those times. So, you know, sh knowing when you're showing up as less than average and going, okay, well, I'm really not showing up right now for work. Uh, and for what I'm earning. So what they're paying me for my service is not what they're getting. And so I need to work on myself. I need to do that work. And, um, and that's been something that I've really like taken on board in the last month. Um, because like I could only show up the best way that I could on my hard days. Um, and I said in my last podcast that, you know, some days I would show up, but I just wasn't able to keep that promise to myself that day and, and that was okay you know like I'm okay with that um because I would have been doing a disservice so you know um just being self-aware in that sense of how do you want to show up and are you worth what you're being paid you know do you believe that you're worth what you're being paid um and are you giving a service that uh, evokes that financial income for you you know that the 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 fact that I'm able to work the hours that I work 
I have really flexible hours, um, you know, and I, the fact that I'm able to do that um, is because I, you know, PT is expensive. <laughs> so, you know, I do earn more money than, than, than basic wage, um, but I also um, am worth that. You know, I believe that I'm worth that. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm able to work less hours during the week and, and a more flexible lifestyle. Um, but that has come through a lot of hard work. As I said, you know, I moved here in 2010 with $1,000 in my bank account. Um, and I, I've worked really hard to afford the lifestyle um, that I have today, you know, and I don't take it for granted. Um, I have more than I need. I have more plants than I need, that's for sure. But I have more than I need and I'm so grateful for what I have. Um, but yeah, I have worked really hard for it. You know, there was a lot of time where I was in the mud, in the mud. You know, I think it's like a lotus, is it a lotus, a lily? And they grow, that you know, their, their roots grow in the mud of the pond and then the flowers come out of the water and the leaves float on the water. And, and that's what I feel like at the moment. You know, I feel like I've come out of whatever muddy space that I was in um, and, I, and I'm just kind of seeing the next level, the next dimension, um, the next layer of, um, uh, yeah, like ascension, I guess, like ascending into the next layer of like becoming this flower and being able to blossom and grow and, and, and fulfill all of the, all of the, um, the missions that I, that I have, you know, the things that I want to do, like, you know, Mari and I run Sisters in Strength workshops and, um, you know, and that's, that's been a challenge in itself because running a business with a friend, um, brings its own challenges, you know, like we're two very, very different people. Um, I've had to learn new skills around, lots of things um you know like knowing that someone is just a different person to me like i do things one way and 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 mari does things her way and and they're both great ways of doing things but i can't expect somebody to to think or do the way that i think or do so you know we complement each other in many areas um but man alive like if you think that we're just always fucking like a-okay we've had our bumps, you know, we've had to bump heads sometimes. And, and that's been really difficult because I'm like, oh my God, do we sacrifice the business and save our friendship? Is our friendship, you know, is too, is there too much strain on the friendship because we have all of these, you know, external things and we've got differences in opinion. And, and sometimes we have, like we've, we've bumped heads um, on a few things and, um, and that's, you know, we've worked through that though and not given up. I think that's, again, it's that pushing through those hard times. You know, we, we couldn't run any workshops during uh, COVID time. So being able to run workshops again now um, and setting them in stone for the year, like that's fucking amazing. Um, and obviously Mari has like personal things going on in her life at the moment. And I've been able to just, you know, it, it's not about the business right now. It's about the friendship and and the business will be there when we come back to it. We know that now because we've we've learned that with COVID, you know, like we can still run this business and keep momentum um, even when life gets hard and we have really fucking shit things to deal with, you know. So um, it's, it's, 
it's definitely not been without its challenges. Please, anyone looking in from the outside, do not think that we are just perfect and we have a perfect friendship and we've never had a crossfire because we have. But underneath it all, again, it comes back to the value system that we have and and we love each other very much as friends and we can always bring it back to, okay, bring it back to friends and then let's, okay, go build on the business stuff from there. Like we have to bring it back to our friendship as number one priority. Um, so I think, you know, again, we've created this beautiful business um, where we run workshops across Australia, Sisters, Sisters in Strength Australia. Um, there's a little plug for our events business. It's a fucking amazing workshop. Uh, we have run seven now and seven i think six or seven um it's amazing it's uh it's a full day it runs with a uh, a strength component at the start where you learn some strong women lifts and then it has a a mindset workshop for the second half and in between we have lunch and we give you goodie bags and all these fun things and it's just so much fun um uh, the feedback that we get from these workshops is just like high energy fun you know and, and we come to those workshops as, as real, you know, we're real, we are vulnerable, we share about our struggles, our difficulties, like, you know, the last workshop that we did was in Broken Hill, and, um, you know, the first part of the day, like, we just ran it, I was just, Mari and I coached, because we were in, you know, Broken Hill, it's the middle of nowhere, uh, so we didn't, we couldn't afford to get coaches in for that workshop so we co we both coached and just like kind of swapped groups and uh, yeah it was it was wild because we had like 15 people I think 15 people in each group at a time for each of us and um and I was like not thinking about what anyone's thinking about me I'm just like okay I've got the job to do of teaching everyone how to do these lifts and then um and then we had lunch and then we went into the mindset workshop and I shared a bit about my story, um, you know, and my, my upbringing and, and some of the hardships that I had faced in my life. And um, afterwards, a girl came up to me and she said, um, the last thing I was expecting to come out of your mouth was what you just said. She goes, I saw you for the first half of today and thought this girl has never struggled in her life. And that blew me away because I thought, wow, I forget sometimes that I come across, you know, as, as quite, I do come across confident uh, when I'm in my, in my best self, not always, but I come across as confident. I know what I'm doing, especially when it comes to lifting, when it comes to running events, like I, I love it. It's, it fills my soul. Um, it is something that I absolutely adore doing. I adore seeing people there having fun, smiling, enjoying themselves um, and and seeing them get growth out of a day, you know, and, and seeing them achieve these lifts that they didn't think they were going to achieve and then having our mindset workshop where we get to talk about things and having people, you know, just, it sounds crazy, but like I, when, you know, the group that I had when we were in Broken Hill, like we were all crying together, you know, like there was some, there was an energy force in that space that just allowed us to be completely authentically ourselves in our brokenness, in our fun, in our highs, in our lows, you know, it was just, there was something in there that just was so incredible. And, you know, that's something that we've, that Mari and I have created, you know, through the mud, through the mud of having to figure out where does our friendship 
land like in this and where does our business come into it and how do we bring both of those truly amazing amazing things together without it um affecting our friendship you know and so um and we have we've, we've figured it out and we've created something so incredibly beautiful and so um yeah i think you know when it comes to business like keep evolving keep looking at what you can do like what you can do better um again like identifying that i'm i'm a person who does life like this one way and 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 there are people who do things a different way but it doesn't mean like they bring different skills to the table and they bring different authenticity to the table and and i bring my skills and and then we bring those together you know and and, and i can see you know in a lot of areas in my life where i've um i've wanted people to do things the same way that i do them and that's not always going to be the case so accepting that everyone's different accepting that everyone is in a different space and a different growth period in their life you know even with my clients like i've i've over the years recognized my you know my clients the clients who come in and are and are very very anxious and take a bit more time to warm up and the clients who come in and are just like let's fucking get it done yeah you know and so i, I can tell the difference between where we're at and how i'm going to meet people and i'm able to adapt to that and evolve in different circumstances where in the past i would have treated everyone in exactly the same way and then wondered why i wasn't connecting to them so um that's yeah i think in a nutshell those are probably the the biggest things that i would would say you know um and i'll just go through them as a as a list um you know except that it'll be hard and that you will have hard times uh, and that you'll want to give up but stay the course, you know, just stay the course regardless. Personally, for me, I trust, I have a faith and I've never gone without. I've never gone without. I've struggled. Uh, I've been close to being broke, uh, but I have never gone without. Something always comes up. Something happens that just, I can't even foresee it happening, but it happens and I've never gone without. So I trust in universal power. I trust in a higher power greater than myself. Whatever that looks like to you, just have faith that you're not gonna go without. Have faith in something bigger than you, you know, outside of you, that someone is watching out for you and that you won't go without, you know. You might be on fucking bread and Vegemite for a while, um, but but that's, you're not going without, you know. Um, like I've had to buy the really cheap bags of dog food for Bender at times because like that's all I could afford. But um, but he never went without because, you know, I had $8 that I could spend instead of 30 and so I'd spend the $8 that I had to get him some dinner, you know. And um, and, and that was – they were tough times. Like, but, um, but I never went without. He never went without, um, you know, even if it was a tin of tuna for dinner sometimes for me, you know, that was what I had and – and that and and that was okay because I was I wasn't starving and I wasn't um I wasn't without a roof over my head and running water you know and and food in my stomach so um you know trust that it'll trust that it's going to be hard and trust that you know going through the hardship it's not like woe is me I'm going through this hard time but um but that you are going through it just having faith and trusting that it'll all 
come together if you've got a vision and a purpose you know um, and, and, and identifying what that vision and purpose is and again what that success of where you want your business to go what that success looks like to you so um, you know trusting having your business plan as well you know having um, a business model and, and, a, and a value like a mission statement or a value statement of some kind that you always bring yourself back to you know, so when you're showing up as less than average, you can bring yourself back to your business model and your values and go, am I aligned with my values right now? And and, and then then you got to do the work to realign yourself if you're not. So um, yeah, don't spend the money before you have it. You know, if someone says, <laughs> if someone says I'm paying for 10 sessions up front uh, and I'll start next week and then you go, righto, I've got this money that's coming in next week. So I'm going to go and buy, you know, all this stuff. And then that person turns around and says, actually, I've changed my mind. I'm not even going to start training at all. Uh, then it's like, uh, yeah, you've already spent that money and now you don't have that money. So now you've got to find that money again somehow. And then you get into this rut of um, being desperate and no one wants to see a business owner desperate like you know desperation is not a good look so um you know it's i think yeah being mindful that you don't spend money before you actually have it in your bank account is important um you know learning new skills uh, people skills financial skills budgeting skills uh, and if you can't learn them then you know even if it it is gonna be a stretch to pay someone uh, to help you, I would suggest doing that, you know, and again, just trust that if you, you know, I had to, at one point I had to get my accountant, pay my accountant and like, she sent me the bill and it was massive. And I was like, Oh my God, like so much money. And then I was like, fuck, like I should have become an accountant. <laughs> nah, jokes. Um, but yeah, like I, the bill was huge and I was just like, Oh my God, fuck. Okay. How am I going to pay for this bill? Like, Oh, right. And I just said to her, look, is there any way I can like not have to pay this all up front? She goes, yeah, no worries. She's like, well, do this much this month, this much next month, this much in April when you do this bus thing and whatever. I, like I, I have a cert for in accounting and bookkeeping and I do my own bookkeeping, but fuck me if I know what to calculate for like GST and bus and tax and all that stuff. I need someone else to do that stuff for me. It takes the pressure off of me. I'm not thinking about it every day. Uh, it's not taking me away from where I need to be for work. So it's really important that, you know, even if it is going to cost you and it's going to stretch things a bit, that you get the get a person who is qualified in that industry to help you if you don't know. Um, it's huge. It's so important. And, and just trust that, you know, if you put that money out, it's going to come back to you in one way or another because at least your books are going to be good and you're not dodging the tax man or anything like that, you know. Um, so just trust that you're doing the right thing. You're doing the next best thing for you um, and your business because you're not being a dodgy prick. So, yeah, get someone to help you if you don't know yourself. Um, you know, be real, connect, connect with the world around you, um, connect in, in going to uh, networking meetings and things like that. You know, I, I try and network as much as I can when I'm around. I don't like to talk shop all the time if I'm not in a shop environment. You know, I don't want to talk about the business, like, to be honest, like a lot of people are like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a personal trainer. Oh my God, I really want to lose weight. Oh, I've been trying to eat well. Oh, I, you know, I, I thought about starting. I, I don't want to talk about 
shop all the time, you know. Um, when I'm in a, in that environment, if I'm in the gym, in someone else's gym, at a comp, fuck yeah, let's go. Connect. I love networking. Um, but the rest of the time, sometimes I just don't want to talk about work because it's it consumes a lot of my thoughts and sometimes I just don't want to think about it. So, um, yeah, but network, you know, make connections, talk about what your visions are with people and see if they have the same visions and can we align, can we collaborate, can we, you know, we, we with Sisters and Strengths have now, um, we've got four main sponsors um, for the events for the year, you know, those sponsors are going to sponsor every event for the year, which is incredible. And that's just through networking and, and creating a system of trust between their values and our values align. And we're going to work really well together and, and yeah. And, and we're so fortunate to have that, um, that sponsorship for the whole year. So, you know, network, um, keep evolving, you know, keep evolving, ask questions, ask Ask other people in business questions about what they've done, you know, and if you're in a rut, don't be ashamed, you know, go, I'm in a rut, I'm struggling, this is happening, I've got more bills than I've got income, what can I do, how can I make money quickly, you know, passive income, all of those things. Ask questions because if you don't and you're too proud to ask for help, you're going to get fucked. Um, so, yeah, don't do not do that. Uh, trust in your purpose and your mission Lastly, celebrate your achievements. Um, not everyone is going to celebrate your achievements because if you are in the eyes of the world, I guess, or the world around you, successful in business, people will be like, oh, you've run another event. Yeah, you did that well last time. You did it well again this time. Awesome. No one's necessarily going to see, you know, it's, it's all of the hours and the time and the effort and the years that have preceded that event, even though it might be like with Sisters and Strength for us, you know, we might be running our eighth, ninth, tenth event, um, but it doesn't mean that that's not worth celebrating that we've done that because, you know, even with our events, we give feed, we give feedback surveys at every event, um, you know, and we say, please be critical, um, tell us what we could improve on, you know, and and, and we've made those events better and better and better based on feedback. Um, but, you know, if we couldn't be fucked and we're like, we don't fucking care what you think, we just want you to come and whatever, then we, you know, how do we make it better? So so each event gets better and we should celebrate that. And if not, you know, you don't need somebody else to tell you like, that. well done, you've done a great job. But just to celebrate your achievements, like celebrate that, you, you know, you did another amazing thing, Um and even if it's the same thing as the same as something you've done in the past, like the fact that you've done it again, you're still doing more than probably half the average people that don't really care about where their life is going. So, um, you know, celebrate that. Celebrate every achievement that you have. You know, sometimes for me, it's celebrating getting out of bed um, because, yeah, I struggle sometimes with my mental health. And getting out of bed for me is an achievement and I celebrate that and I celebrate getting through a day of work. When I was in active addiction, I sometimes could work three clients a day, if that, you know, and I celebrate now the days when I work 10, 12 clients. I'm like, I fucking did that. I fucking did that today, you know, um, this little thing. I have a lot of cushions at home, a lot of cushions on my bed. You know, there were times when I was in active addiction that I, I, I wouldn't even get out of bed. I wouldn't make 
my bed sometimes if I did get out of it. Um, I didn't care about washing the sheets or the covers, um, you know, it, and now I have lots of cushions because it makes me proud to make my bed look nice. That, that gives me satisfaction, you know, that I've got this beautiful looking bed in my room and it's got lots of cushions on and I love that. And I celebrate that because there was a time where I couldn't even get out of bed, you know. Um, so, yeah, celebrate your achievements um, and most of all, have fun. You know, even in the hard times, I've gone through a really hard time recently. Ooh, still makes me, still makes me um, emotional. But I had fun. I've been having fun as much as like there's still pain sorry I'm a crier <laughs> um there's still pain there um I'm having fun you know I'm having fun with my clients I do stupid somatic shakes and dances and stuff now because that's you know what's helping me get through um and I have fun and I'm being silly and laughing at myself in my silliness of the pain that I'm going through and how I'm dealing with that. And, you know, I'm having fun with my clients um, and trying to laugh as often as I can, even on the days when it's hard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm having fun in celebrating, you know, my business and, and my friends. And, and I'm, I'm not always in the, in the, in the most happy of, of places necessarily uh, in my head, but I'm having fun. You know, I took Tate Bender out for a walk most nights and, um, and he just, he's so funny. Like he just, he's funny. And I, I just, just really present in that, in that, in that fun part of life. Like he's funny and he's goofy and he's silly and he makes me laugh. And my friends, make me laugh and make me smile and and when they laugh at me and my silliness that that makes me smile as well you know and 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 I and I just have fun I'm trying to have fun you know as much as all the other things that come that precede having fun um you know if you're not having fun then maybe you do need to reconsider whether you should be in business or not because most of the time for me I love my job I really love my job and I and I'm having fun, you know, and I, and I feel very satisfied at the end of the day because I've, I've, you know, put a smile on somebody else's face, uh, or they've put a smile on my face and, and it's just, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful thing when you, when you're, when you're aligned with your vision and your passion and what you want to do. So I'm going to stop babbling on there. I think I've, uh, I've talked enough. Uh, thank you so much listening for being here for being on this journey with me uh and uh i i hope you have found this helpful um i don't know whether it's even helpful as life skills um but it's if it's helpful as, as something in your own business then yeah i really hope you found this helpful um and yeah i hope that you join me next time for the next episode thank you so much for listening <laughs>